0: The Jet said Breakfast on SAFM. Destination unknown.
1: Yep, our destination is not unknown. It's known because I completely spoiled it and uh, that is sometimes my kind of blonde moment. No offence to any other blonde woman in the world or man. Uh, I'd like to say, where are we going today? Well, we are going to... Let's just chat to the curator of this place, Verna Voigt. Verna, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs)
0: Good morning Michelle. Thanks for having me and good morning to the listeners.
1: Okay, I'm being completely silly, but of course we're going to somewhere quite extraordinary. Tell us where we're going.
0: We are going to Kirstenbosch Botanical Gardens in Cape Town. Oh
1: beautiful. <laughs> Tell us about Kirstenbosch Botanical Gardens.
0: Well Kirstenbosch, you know, is, is one of eleven gardens um in, in the country in South Africa. It's part of a network of botanical gardens administered and managed by the South African National Biodiversity Institute. Oh. And the one that we're talking about this morning is specifically the one uh, that's devoted to the state fendels and, and some of the other biomes as well.
1: So I'm, I'm interested, you're saying we, we have 11 gardens in in the country. Is that a lot or is that a little?
0: No, that's that's actually exceptional. Um, Isn't given it? that Yeah, because we've got such a varied diversity of plants and ecosystems yeah. in the country. So it's, it's exceptional, I think, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm assuming that the Kirstenbosch National Garden Botanical Garden has is part of the biosphere of uh, the Western Cape. Is that correct?
0: It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a UNESCO declared uh, World Heritage Site, so it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's also uh, duly managed by the Table Mountain National Park and of course Sandy at Kirstenbosch. But the entire famous biome is a, is a protected area; it's a World Heritage Site.
1: And how many plant species are there in the garden?
0: So we're, we're cultivating about six thousand. Um, of course, a lot of them are are naturally found on the eastern slopes of Table Mountain. Many of them are very, very historical collections. But they're all, all collected and preserved according to their various themes. So, fainbos and cycads and Pelagoniums, ericas, and so forth.
1: Ferna, you are the curator of the garden. And, uh, you know, we always think of a curator as the person who curates, for example, an art exhibition. And I'm trying to imagine what a curator of a botanical garden does. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you that you mentioned that, Michelle, it, uh, That that name uh, is actually under review at the moment, but it's it's uh, basically it's the it's the overall management of all the operations of of the Botanic Garden. So, at there the various divisions we've got the research and education, uh, biosystematics, uh, and then of course the Botanic Gardens itself, which is what visitors would like to see the the various uh, features in the garden. So my job. It's really just the overall management and coordination of of the operations, so the upkeep and the maintenance of of the botanical garden itself.
1: Okay, so your job is the upkeep but the joy and the beauty. So we look at this National Botanical Garden, and the assumption, of course, from when I read that is I go, okay, this is going to be 6,000 plant species or varieties, and we're going to just wander through. But not only are you going to see that, I imagine that the animal life and the bird life in a, in a space of that size and that nature must be phenomenal. What kinds of animals and birds do you see
0: there? Yeah, that's, you know, last year we had a, 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 it was a, it was a wonderful surprise when the caracal, the caracal, the, the had puppies or, or, or kittens in the in the garden, and it was people took photographs of it, and it was on TV everywhere. So, so that was quite a surprise for us. But, but you're right, the bird bird life is, is exceptional. Uh, you know, the, there's at least once a week a, a bird walk in the garden. There's over 125 different different kinds of species, and so per, people come here from all around the world to photograph the the, the endemic ones in in Cape Town, like the cap Sugar Bird and the sunbird a sunbird and then also we've got at least two resident appears of uh, kept spotted eagle owl that every wow. year have chicks in the garden yeah and it's it's wonderful to see them and you know and they, i think they they're so used to the people people photograph them and uh, yeah but as you said the, the animal life as well we've got kinds of reptiles i must also point out there's a, a very rare and unique um uh, uh, species of frog here called the table mountain ghost frog that only lives in the streams of, uh, of Table Mountain, so in, in the in the nursery and the and and the window streams of Table Mountain on the eastern side, and they are they are adapted to living in the streams here, specifically on Table Mountain, and don't find them anywhere else in the world.
1: Wow! And what kind of sound do they make? Are they a quack quack or a tweet tweet kind of frog?
0: Yeah, it's a deep cro- croaking sound. Yeah. Uh, but you obviously you can't see them during the day. They they come out at night, and it's very difficult to find them and to see them. So you've got to be able to see them, you have to go with the experts to, to find them. And they live in the crevices of, of, of the rock and the ledges, oh. specifically in the streams of bossing If people are interested to find out a little bit more, they can go onto our website and go to the link and, and then a little bit more of this uh, elusive uh, frog.
1: So we really think that you should send um, our producer a sound of that frog croaking cause they're, or all yeah it is a frog does croak yeah th- it would be fascinating to hear it and I'm sure we'd all love to hear the one that's only ever discovered on uh, the the sidelines of Table Mountain it sounds absolutely brilliant in closing Werner you must get incredible joy out of going to a place like Kirstenbosch National Gardens and just every day that that is your work that is your office I mean you have the perfect office mm,
0: for sure absolutely no, I'm very privileged and I think uh all the staff at um, they share the same sentiment. You know, and it is, it's no small wonder that um, Harold Pearson was the first uh, chair of botany at UCT in 1903 when he was looking for a place for a botanical garden devoted entirely to South Africa's uh, plants diversity. Yeah, he was accompanied by a man by the name of Neville Pilans And when he got here, where really the old gate is uh, behind Moyo Restaurant, and he looked up you know, towards the slopes and, and the grandeur of the mountain, he, he declared, this is the place. So it's because of that that we have uh, you know, Kistenbosch at the moment. But it's, it's, as you say, uh, every day is special. The beautiful weather that we have now in spring and summertime, walking in the garden, listening to the birds oh. and, and, and the trees. And ach, it's just amazing. And we've got so many things that people can do. You can walk on the trails. You can spend time in the forest you Can have a snack at the tea room or the restaurant. It is absolutely wonderful, like you say.
1: I want to um, just ask you something quickly. How does one become a curator at the Kirstenbosch Botanical Gardens? What uh, Do you have to study something? Is it just you have to really know your stuff practically from the plants, etc.?
0: So, so so, uh, so um, my career started as a horticulturist, so I'm, t- I'm trained horticulturist. Uh, and uh, the curator's job in terms of requirements and qualifications is really just a combination of botanical horticultural experience and background but also business management as well. the, the operations largely has to do with income generation, managing tenants uh, contracts procurement and things like that. So I think the the foundation is is a is a qualification in in, 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 in botanical plants or, or biodiversity but then also an added requirement would be uh, business management as well because we work with people and and with business units and tenants and of course visitors as well.
1: Okay, I'm going to close off with a question which is really a right curveball for sure. And if you can't answer it, I totally understand. One of our listeners earlier on was saying, what is the point of water going all the way to the ocean when we could use the, um, the water before it gets to the ocean for all the things we need? Why does water need to get to the ocean? What would your answer be?
0: So it is, it's, it's part of the cycle of evaporation, condensation and, and rain and precipitation so the the, the water running down from the, from the mountains and the catchment areas has to go into the sea and then the sun sucks it up, accumulates into clouds, eventually moves over the mainland and, and produces rain that, that goes back onto the earth again. So that's one of the main reasons why water bodies such as the sea and, and dams and rivers is there It's to ensure that the cycle of, of water continues as part of the the natural cycles of the atmosphere. And
1: I imagine because the sea is salty, it evaporates even faster.
0: Yeah, precisely.
1: Okay, there you go. I think we've pretty much got that one down. I want to say thank you so much for joining us. Werner Voigt is the curator at the Kirstenbosch Botanical Gardens. That's where we uh, went on our destination. All of you getting it right, of course, and me spoiling the surprise. But nevertheless, a great uh, narrative and a great story. Uh, If you've been to the uh, gardens lately, let us know. I'd love to know what you think. 20 to 9.